I'm André Villas-Boas, listening to Echoes of Glory. And don't forget, whatever happens, the future is bright, the future is lily-white. Come on, you Spurs. Hello, and welcome to Echoes of Glory, Season 10, Episode 13. I'm Jack. I'm ASD, a.k.a. Bishop Mazarewa. I mean, do you want to explain that? You, didn't, you normally give me a bit of a pre-warning when you're going to do a weird intro. <laughs> I, was watching the office. I was watching the British office and... Uh, this from the outtakes, so quite a niche reference. <laughs> My favourite office um, outtake is when it's him and um, Martin Freeman, and it's like take 35. You know where he's doing yeah. that? Give it a year, you could be in the hot seat. And it's like take 36, and he goes, fucking <laughs> hell, Martin. <laughs> this is embarrassing. <laughs> oh, dear. Canterbury. Canterbury Tales. Um, so we drew one more with Palace at the weekend. Um, we've obviously come off the back of a really, really good run where we've beaten City, drawn with Chelsea, beaten Arsenal. Um, we're doing excellent. Palace, now Palace is an interesting one, right? Because going into the game, there's always this perception that, oh, Palace away, that's a tough game, tough place to go. We've actually got a really, really good record against Palace. I was surprised. It's a, yeah, it's a team that, there's a perception that Palace away is tough. But a lot of the time, actually, if you look back at stats, like the big sides all pretty much do well there um so I was going into it thinking that that this is the type of game where off the back of that run against the big side we need to follow up with a win um so to, to obviously draw it was frustrating especially from a winning position but you know Gareth said it on our whatsapp group didn't he that with Liverpool drawing at Fulham and Chelsea losing at Everton you know it's we've still actually done quite well out of this game week which I think is a really good point to be made obviously the the flip to that right is oh, you know, if we'd have won, we would have gained two points on Liverpool and three on Chelsea. But the fact that, like, we've dropped points when they've dropped points is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, not the most horrific result in, in the world, right, to, to draw there, but that's the type of game I would expect us to win. But we still keep the run going. So it's like, given what's happened in the other games, I don't think it was too disastrous. That's it. It's if the Chelsea, Liverpool... Even the Manchester result would have been different. Maybe we'd seen it differently, but um, it's hard to say. I do. I think the big difference was the fans, because their fans are a bunch of gobshites, right? And they, they are noisy. And I maybe they did, like they, they were aggressive. Their fans the whole game, and yeah, you got to even think like for players like Ragulion, and you know they, they've never played in a crowd like that. And to go from, now, I reckon if there wasn't a crowd there, we would have done better. But I think there, there was far more of an atmosphere in it that, that created the change. So I think maybe the crowd did it for him. The second half was a real dirge. We like Against Arsenal, we were in control. They were never, ever going to score, whereas we never felt comfortable uh, against Palace, which was crazy considering it's just Benteke. Like he, he was a superstar at Villa, then lost it at Liverpool, and now he's, he's pretty bad. But Zahar is, is just a handful. I don't know how he hasn't gone somewhere else. Because like, you go, uh, you pull the face. Well, it's like, I think Wolfgang Zahar is an extremely talented player. And I think that you could put him in any of the top sides and he'd do well. But the amount of money that Palace would demand for him mm. is just, we were just talking before we started recording about work, right? And about like being in, in comfort zones and all that work. And I think Zaha is the, the definition of somebody that's in the comfort zone in their job. He's loved at Palace. He's the main man. He tried a big move to United. It didn't work. Yeah. So it's like, I think he's quite happy and quite content being like Mr. Palace now. Yeah. Um, I'm not going does. down either, are they? 
No, they're not. I, I do think he's an extremely talented player. He's just, he reminds me a lot of Lucas Moura. I think they're very similar players that on their day are excellent, but it can be few and far between a lot of the time. So even, well, you might play well for two or three games and then you don't really see him for seven or eight. Um, so they're, they're very similar in, in terms of their consistency for me. But look, he's a quality player. The difference between Palace and Arsenal in terms of that comfort that you were talking about, right, from a defensive point of view, is is that, you know, if you've got someone like Zaha and uh, is it Eze in yeah. the middle, um, they can go past the player. Mm. And it's like, if you, if you think back to Arsenal, they don't really have anybody that can do that. It's like they can make runs in behind, but then they don't have anyone to play the ball. Whereas Palace genuinely have two players there that 1v1 can go past someone and that can cause problems. But you know what Ben Teke is all about, right? He's a big lad up top. He can hold the ball mm. and he can win headers and he, it'd be awkward to play against. Um, and Palace, I think, are utilising him a lot better this season than what they yeah, have yeah. done the last 18 months. They are, at times, if they can't go into Zaha, they're just sticking 50, 60 yard balls into him. And it's like, fair play. Look, people can criticise that. But if you've got Ben Teke up front, do it. Like, yeah. it's stupid. That's what you no, It's like Chelsea and Giroud, isn't it? Like, yeah. why would you not go long to him? Yeah. Yeah, because that you want a game plan that no one really knows and then you just play it. But then the the one that's even worse is if people know you've got a game plan and they can't do anything about it. That, that's that's great. It's like Arsenal must have felt playing against us. I honestly, when the full whistle, the full time whistle went, I didn't think we even maybe even deserved a point. Now that was just because I was a bit annoyed at the loss. But at the, well, see, it feels like a loss. Yeah. That, that's the weird thing. Like their keeper made some unbelievable saves. The free kick from Dyer and a few other bits and bobs. But the free that he made, he, he kept the minute as well. So it's a really weird one. And then Fulham went and did what they did against Liverpool, which was fantastic. And then Arsenal, I'm, I'm making my week. I honestly, I have so much more fun watching <laughs> Arsenal and imagining what their fans are going through than anything else. It's 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 my favourite thing in the world at the moment. Fifteenth Arsenal. Well, cool, let's do the stats. More points in the Europa League than they've got in the Premier League since October. <laughs> That's my favourite one. That's my favourite one. Since October, they've got more. They've done more foul throws and scored goals in the Premier League. Aubameyang, amazing, scored more goals against Arsenal at the Emirates than for Arsenal. This is amazing. This is a guy that's just signed a 300, 350 grand a week contract. Because there's a thing going on, isn't there, that there's the Arsenal contract curse. That you sign a big deal at Arsenal and that's it, then you put your feet up, you're retired. Um, it is amazing what is going on there. And I genuinely, I didn't, I thought that they'd beat Burnley. That The, the result at the weekend yeah. is the one for me that's like, wow, like that is they're really, really poor. I thought, I thought they'd win that two or three nil, and they just, you know, they would just have too much. But they look atrocious. Um, they should have had two reds. That was have, it. Yeah, should have had two reds. They. It reminds me a lot of when Spurs had Ramos. Like I do, I do think it's like that. That it's just like it. Just for whatever reason, there's some in a big major problem going on. I look. I think I still think that Arteta is a, a good young coach. I just. I look at that Arsenal team and, you know, I had a, a couple of WhatsApps with my brother Sam earlier and he was saying that he actually thinks that Burnley on paper have got a better 11 than Arsenal. And I was like, if you think about that, well, you I know take, what? But I take me and Kowski, whatever his name, what's his name? Kowski in the middle. Probably take the goalkeeper, Nick Pope. Nick Pope. And then... I. You would 100% take the Burnley... Like, the Arsenal central midfield is so bad... Like, Did you see the Everest story about when he went over, yeah. when he went over Ian Wright's house and uh, no Thierry Henry's house and uh, Thierry Henry saw that Xhaka was captaining the Arsenal game and so he just turned the TV off. 
Um, Xhaka is an awful footballer. I don't know how he's playing. And the thing is, they've got some great young players. Like Saka is really decent. Ainsley Maitland-Niles is really, really, really good. I just, I, the thing is, like, I look at the Arsenal team and I just think that, you know, I play football at a terrible level. I'd back myself against Granite Xhaka, like genuinely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if I come up against him, I'd be like, this is going to be a pretty decent well, afternoon. The thing is, it's, it's, this isn't Liverpool where, I mean, Liverpool have basically not rotated their squad for three years and they're finally seeing the result of that. And that's fine. But you know, they'll be back. Whereas this, this is big changes are going to be made. Like massive changes need to be made. They need Sherwood, AVB. That's who they need. They need but, to. But didn't go, they try it? They tried that, didn't they? Having their like a former player, they had Freddie Lundberg. They had Lundberg, that, yeah. And they were they were terrible. They were atrocious. Like I, I honestly like football's such a strange industry, right? Because it's like ultimately Arteta's going to lose his job. If that might be today, it might be tomorrow, it might be in the next three or four weeks. He's going to get sacked very very soon. Like. You just you can't be managing a side, a big side, and be fifteenth. Like it just you, we saw what happened to Pops last year, right? Doesn't matter what you've done previously, it means nothing if you're not doing well. So for me, it's just a matter of time until Arteta goes. But the problem for Woolwich now is like, where do they turn? Because you know, I've got I've got some mates that are Arsenal fans, and they were saying to me at the weekend, oh, you know, could we get you know a Simeone or Allegri? And it's like I was saying to them, there's no way I'm a top. A real top manager is going to come to Arsenal at the moment. It's just not an attractive job. You know, you've got a group of players there that are average at best. You've got a bit of firepower, which, you know, I know Lacazette and Aubameyang have been poor this season, but they're still good strikers. Um, you've not got much of a budget to play with. You've got huge expectation. Yeah. It's just, it, that is a nightmare job for anybody. And I don't see why a top manager is going to go there, like especially one that's already in a job. I don't know who there is out there that, you know, is currently not working. But I just, I, if I was an Arsenal a minute, I'll be panicking. I'll be panicking yeah. so much. And the fact that we're sitting top of the league as well just must that's make amazing, it even worse it? for them. Because everything they want is what we've got. They want an, a solid defensive midfielder with captain. Like There's no captains in that team for a start. Yeah, We've got it. Yeah. They want the best footballer in the world who's homegrown. They want the best goalkeeper in the world. They'd probably like him to be French. They'd like two lumpy centre-backs. They'd love two nippy full-backs who can defend. And they'd love like the greatest winger, attacker, wide player in the world playing for... It's, it's, it's absolutely brilliant. And with Liverpool suffering the way they are and Klopp having a bit of a breakdown, United the way they are, City the way they are, we, we've got a massive chance here. I, we have got such a big chance. This is, it will never be better for Spurs, I don't think, than this season. Well, I, and I, I, I agree with you. And I think that, again, from some other WhatsApp groups, that I mean, we were talking about football. It's like a lot of people are saying that it's a really weird season. Mm. Um, the fact that it's COVID, you know, and all of that just it makes it even weirder. But... A lot of people are saying it's like it's not too dissimilar from the from the Leicester year, right? Where it's like it's a exactly. pretty poor league, isn't it? Like where a lot of the rubbish are beating like the better sides. Um, look, I, I said at the start of the season, I thought 84, 85 points would be enough to win the title. And I still I still think that's the case. And it's just, look, we just got to try and keep some consistency. Um, look, it's a huge game on Wednesday night, right? If we go up to Anfield and, and take three points, like that would be such a statement this for is us. a massive game like we haven't been involved in a six-pointer right for a long time but it, this is a six-pointer but in yeah. all sense of the word I can't wait for it. Liverpool as well like I know that they've got players come back but they they finished the game against Fulham with Fabinho and Henderson at centre-half 
Yeah, so it's yeah. like they're really, really struggling at centre back, um, and we've got the best strike partnership in the world. Oh, so you know, yeah. straight so, away there, you've got to be thinking, we, if we can get at them, if, uh, look, I think everybody's always said the same thing about Liverpool anyway. Like if you can get at them, you can cause them problems. Like Van Dyke obviously is brilliant, but he's not there. But if if you can get at this Liverpool team, especially with the makeshift defenders, what an opportunity! Um, but it's just. It's one of those games, isn't it? Like, as brilliant as we've been, it would be typical Spurs to go up there and get beat 2-0, do you know what I mean, and not turn up. So it's like, for me, if we can go there, even if we don't get the result, for me, it's like, what type of performance are we going to put in? Because in a lot of these bigger games in the last decade, probably, it's like when we've really needed the result and the performance, we've we've not quite done it. So for me, if we can go up there and, and you know, play the way we've been playing, counter-attack at pace... Oh, it, it, if I offered you a point, would you take it? A point, yeah. I would. I would take a stink in the place out and getting a point. I want to win. But I, and right, I here's got... a question for you. Would, would you rather us on Wednesday stink the place out, like be just yeah. anti football and get a 90th minute winner, win 1 0, yes. or, or play them off the park and win 3 0? Oh. Well, 3 0, but that's mainly for the goal difference. I would still love a stinker. Like yeah, I would I love a Jose yeah. because what that will do is well, like a proper, a proper, do you know what I mean? Like 25% yeah. position, one shot. I like, would love it. I, I would love that because that would, because every other team in the league would know that we've got that in our locker. Right. And that that's the thing because you you look at, you can go because when people are going, Oh, you know, we're stinking the place out now. I go, we went to Old Trafford. We broke records. We broke Evra. Like we, 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 tore Man United apart in a way they'll they'll never be tore apart at Old Trafford ever again. He's had a bad year ever, hasn't he? Like it's just because somebody put on Twitter earlier that he's he's, he's told the Thierry Henry story about Xhaka. He's he had a full on breakdown watching Man United. He's been asked to be taken off of all the Man United games. Like, <laughs> this is what you know four or five months of being a pundit's done to him. It's amazing, brilliant, it's brilliant. I, so I was, I was I'm trying to think of stuff to talk about with the Palace game. I can't think about anyone that was outstanding. Kane's shot was genuinely very good because it swerved all over the place, well, went through the key. linking up and you know assisting and scoring again. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's every game. Every single game. Uh, what can you do? Because what you, it's you've got like it's the Mario Kart analogy. You've either, there's no like Mario who's average at everything. You've got like Bowser who's super strong. Well, obviously Kane's not super strong, but you've got two opposite but extreme yeah. talents. Like if those two had a baby, you might well you probably have Ronaldo. Really, I had to look at his stats because he's just hit. Um, I think he's just hit his hundredth game for Juve, and it's like ninety-eight goals and assists. He's he's unbelievable. It's just. Because there's always the Ronaldo-Messi debate, right? And what the people's opinions are on that, that's fair enough. For me, like Messi is the greatest player ever to play the sport. Like because yeah. you cannot teach what he's got. It's pure no. natural ability, and he sees stuff that like you can, you know what he, you watch a replay back, and you still think, how, I don't know how he's seen that, and I've seen this twice. But, it's like, but what Ronaldo's doing at the moment, where he's like his goal scoring record and his prolonging his career, like he will end up, I genuinely think scoring more goals than Messi, because I think Messi is probably not that far off of packing it all in now. Like yeah, you yeah. see all the, what's going on at Barca and you just think it can't be great to be there at the minute. Ronaldo could keep going until he's 45. Do you know what I mean? What it's what like, it's is doing, right? And yes. Ronaldo's in better shape. And what I love about him is apart from his, ignoring his, his records and everything that's come out in the papers, um, and all that. No, he's got no, record. Not that the uh, front page stuff. The the it's it's the fact that he's just worked for it 
he every he makes you think that you could be like him if you worked if you were just the most disciplined person never had the tattoo because he he does he wants to be able to give blood never drunk a drop because his dad was an alcoholic and he just worked and he's later he's there later than everybody he's just an incredible disciplined mm. and you, you Messi will be good at football but if he was if he ran a burger joint it'd be average if he yeah, if yeah. he was uh, I don't know if he was a street sweeper, he'd be average. Ronaldo would be the best at anything he put his hands to, and you've got to applaud that. He, and that's why it's so interesting. It's not like there's just two amazingly talented players there. There's one just unbelievable, and I don't think I've ever seen a player like that who's just worked that hard. And all the United players say that they don't know about him, that they're just like he was. All, they'd get into training, he'd be the first one there, last one to go. It's all the stuff he's got. His house, doesn't he? Where he's got like the not like ice baths, but like there's almost like the ice rooms. Do you know mm. what I mean? So it can help him that puffer. He's got a small pool, which you can just about run in. So he can practice running, but without having it high impact on his joints as he gets older. Just all this stuff. I just, it's it's fairly amazing. I like the story of when he was at Lisbon, though, and um, United played them in that pre-season friendly. And I think it's John O'Shea and Wes Brown had 45 minutes each against him. And after, like literally, I think it's O'Shea at half time was like, get me off. Like, yeah, hey, yeah. I can't play against this guy. And Wes Brown was like, who the hell is this kid? And the it's fact just, that they had stayed and signed him, didn't they, on the same trip? There's a story about that. About Messi's first game at Barcelona. And um, he had the goal disallowed. And then he's got the exact same goal with a... He looped, he, he lobbed the keeper. And I think they were playing Juve. And the Juve manager came over to Rijkaard and said, like, I want to take him on loan now. And Rijkaard was like, no way. Yeah. No way. It's incredible. It's a shame, isn't it, that we, you know there's never been a point where they've both been in the same team because that would just. Can you imagine that those two up front? Or maybe it wouldn't work. So maybe it'd be one of those work. things that it would just. They both have Some to be terror. the guy. Yeah. It. Yeah. I. I. I think the El Clasico. You know the five nil and all those. That that was peak. Um, but we're not going to see that again because they're both terrible at the moment. Well, I'm parceling like eighth or something like that. They were fourteenth a couple of weekends ago, and Real Madrid can't buy a win. Real Sociedad, David Silva, a top, aren't they, in Spain? Which right. is just says it all, doesn't it? Um, let's talk a little bit about the Liverpool game. I know we touched on it, and we were saying you know a draw would be brilliant. But like, what are your what are your worries going into the game against Liverpool? Mane, mainly Mane. Like Salah around the box is obviously great, but I don't think he's as good as he has been. But Mane is like. He also cheats. Both of them cheat. They dive more than a submarine. They but they dive. They Mane does this thing. He did it in the was it him in the Champions League final where he hits a ball at like hip level into mm. the box just to get handballs. So I predict a penalty against us for some reason. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think it'll be Oria giving away. I bet you Toby gives away a penalty either fouling Mane or handball. It'll be a, it'll be a ball from Robertson over the top of Aurier. Ordevero comes across to cover, and Mane just gets there ahead of him. A little bit of contact goes down penalty. Yeah, yeah. That and that'll be after about three and a half minutes. And yeah. you think, oh, here we go. But they can't sit back. They can't sit back, so they'll have to have the ball. I think if if we've got someone on Henderson, because everything goes through Henderson. I don't I don't think he's I really like Jordan. I really he's like great. Henderson. Like I he's, really he's really play do. you need. He's he's the, he's. He must be the manager's dream, right? He must be exactly what you want. It's, he's not the superstar. He's just the captain, and he he drives him forward. I think and that's as great. well. I think that Klopp would not swap him for anyone. Like in mm. that position and their system and what he wants out of that player, I think that there's no one better than Henderson for him. Whereas, like, if you took Henderson and said, right, play defensive midfield for City, he'd look shocking. Yeah, it'd be wrong. 
Yeah, it yeah. Looked, and it was like, right, get on the ball, play and trick a pass. Like, it wouldn't be his game. But when it's like press, like pump the team up, win it back, high energy, simplicity when you've got the ball, he's perfect at it. So, yeah, yeah. I think he's an important player to stop. I like um, Juan Aldum as well in the Liverpool midfield. I think, I think he's quite an underrated player. We, we tried to get him, didn't we, yeah. at the time? Um, I think he's good. But you know what? He's leaving as well, isn't he? His contract's out. His contract's out there and he's going to go somewhere else. Um, but you know the way Hoiberg and Sissoko have been doing in the bigger games as well like I'm quite calm about that midfield battle and think we'll have enough what concerns me a little bit is it's more the Liverpool fullbacks and like will they just keep Sun and probably Bergwijn will they just keep them pinned in yeah. like will they and will, will our counter attacks not be as threatening because that's the important thing like I'm I'm fine with us sitting back like we've done a lot of the big games, but my worry is that against Liverpool, they're a team that can just keep you pinned in and that you just can't counter-attack against. So we've got to make sure that when we do get the ball into Kane, we get bodies around him. Um, yeah, we've almost got to have Sun up front, right? So he's yeah. just on the halfway around the whole time and then everyone else is behind the ball. Yeah, ex- exactly that. And it's like Mane and, and Salah as well, they cheat, don't they? Like They don't go with the full-backs. So, and it's like... I'm just intrigued to see what do we do, especially in the first 20 minutes. Like, if they're if they're not going to track Aurier and Reggie, do Aurier and Reggie then sit and not go, or are we brave and we go? You know what? We're going to commit bodies forward to try and get the first goal. So that that kind of tactical battle really fascinates me going into that game. Look, I think we've got a good chance. Um, I my worry is that an early goal that we concede. You know, we only we've only done that to United, haven't we? And we hit United back sh- like immediately. It was like two, three minutes later. So the only thing that makes me a bit nervous is if we, you know, maybe start a bit sluggish and a, a goal down after 15, 20. What do we do then? Like, yeah. what's our? And you know, also in a weird way, I'm like, I quite want to see what we do. Like, do we then just completely rip up what we've been doing and play a different way, or do we just say, you know, what we're just going to stay compact, stay yeah. at one nil one, and still try and play the same way? So look, I'm intrigued. I think that it's going to be a tough we haven't got a good record at Anfield no, we haven't got we haven't got a good record really against Liverpool the last few years um we had that weird game at Wembley where we just scored three in the first half and battered them battered them like really took them apart that for Liverpool fans is like they say that was the result that changed things for them that they then they then changed their identity and were different from that point um I don't I think it might be a game too far for us Wednesday, if I'm honest. You reckon? Um, just because I think because we've had such an excellent run against the big sides, it's like you know if we were to get anything out of the game, that would be you know a win would just be like if we won, I'm genuinely we're in, we're in the race. Like I genuinely. can see us winning against Liverpool and then having it spent and losing to Leicester. I reckon we're more likely to lose against Leicester because I you think. Know what? That would be. I think it'd be better to do it that way round. Do you know what I mean? Because like, get the win against Liverpool and lose against Leicester is better than the other way. Yeah, yeah. I just because you like you know what you're going to get with Liverpool and they are depleted. I I think we'll play a bit more aggressive than we saw against Arsenal, for example, because we have to. We have to push them back, and I don't think we'll have an answer for it. Like, you have a look at the players they've been playing. Like, Minamino is awful. Mm. Like, I think you've got to go. I think we've probably got to go a bit more direct because they don't mm. have centre backs. Yeah, you know, what I mean, it's going to be Fabinho, and then because Van Dijk, Gomez, Matip, all out, aren't they? Yeah. So like, I don't even know who's going to play centre back. Like, will it be? Maybe will they do something and go like a back three? 
you know what I mean? But like almost have like Fabinho and two fullbacks, or do you know what I mean? Just to make up yeah. the numbers. But or, or will they have? Will they? Will they put a young kid in? Maybe like I, I, I don't know who their the centre back is. It's actually made for Kane, who can get shots off, who can play with defenders, keep them off balance. So maybe it's a. I th- we have we play further up the pitch than we have done in more recent yeah. games. I, I and they're a bit different to what we've seen. Like Arsenal played very wide, but we knew that they could. Um, they would just be putting crosses in city play with width but they always cut in and come through the middle whereas they they are they Liverpool are different where they push much further up wider don't they with those two absolutely brilliant fullbacks and then cut in whether it's crossing or passing and that's a real danger especially yeah, when we've got a, a right back who, who who gets on the wrong side of the ball more often than not my 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 tactical prediction is that without the ball we'll be 4-4-2 and we'll have Kane and Son up top, and it will be like Sissoko will almost sort of like play on the right when we don't have the ball with Undembele and Hoiberg in the middle. And yeah, we'll yeah. be two banks of four, and then when we win the ball, we've got either Kane or Son that can go in behind the fullback. I think that, that makes sense to me that that's how we'd set up. Yeah. Um, sort of like how we did against Arsenal last year. Do you remember at the lane, we beat them two when we were 4-4-2 without the ball? Yeah. I, think, I think we'll do yeah, something yeah. like that to just try and have a bit more control. But look, Ooh. it's going to be a big game. It's, it's a huge game for both sides. Yeah. Um, I think that they might just nick it, but I'm going to be positive and go for a 2-2 draw. I'm confident of a 3-1. Always 3-1. Mate, that's so confident. That's so I just, confident. I think we've got goals in us. I really do. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I think the same about Liverpool. So that, you know, that's pretty tricky, isn't if it? If they had that squad and it was the Champions League final again, we'd be really confident, I think. Yeah, yeah. and, and it's, it's a one-off game, isn't it? It is a one-off game. Um, so we've got that and then we follow that up with another yes. tough game, which is Leicester. Um, who, you know, I was surprised to see where they are in the league because like... I'm not doing that well. I don't think that they've been that great this season. And I don't know if maybe I've just watched them in games where they've not been that good, but they're third in the league. Are they? Yeah, they're third, Leicester. They're a point, they're point behind us in Liverpool. Like, How does that happen? This is what I mean, right? Like They've not been very good, but they're up there. Um, Have they got a game in the week then? Because they could legit go first then. Because if we play a draw... They yeah, win that. They could go top. They, they could. could they top. could. They could go top. Um, look, they've got dangerous players. Right, Vardy's dangerous. Madison's dangerous. Yeah. Tillemans is not bad in the in the middle of the park. Um, they, they're a decent side. Um, so, I guess if, a tough game. Like we're better. The thing is with Leicester, we're better than them in every position, right? Yeah. Like there's not a player in the team that you'd be like, I'd rather have him than what we've got. Um, but they're just they're. A, they're a pretty well-drilled side. And with, look, when you've got Vardy and you've got that type of pace, right, you're a dangerous, dangerous yeah, side. Vardy's always dangerous. He needs one chance, right? Yeah. He's just sharp. He's a bit like Defoe in that sense with a bit more pace. Yeah. He's just, he, he needs one shot and he will smash it past you. But And they'll play they'll play some nice stuff. They'll be a bit more like Palace, just maybe even more direct. But we sh- I reckon we should be beating them. I I think we'll lose one of those games. I just There's something in us that, yeah. that it feels like we've been on a long, hard stretch of concentration like having to call it's so annoying we lost then drew that those two Europa League games which meant we had to really go for it to finish first I think that meant we had to play a few more players and I think there's just a bit of tiredness and lack of mental agility that's there but if you had gone back to you know three games ago after before Chelsea City and Arsenal and Palace and said would you be happy with what you've got you go all day long of course so it's been an amazing run I think what's also going to be intriguing about this week is that 
we're not going to be able to play the same 11 against Liverpool and then the same 11 against Leicester because the games are coming thick and fast right in this point of the season. So the players that are more of your your more B-team players, right, the guys that have been in the Europa League, like they're going to get chances now against tough Premier League opposition. So it's like, you know, one of these games is surely going to be a start for Bale, right? You'd probably say Leicester would probably be more suited for him yeah, rather yeah. than Liverpool. Um, yeah. They've got Everton. Sorry, on Wednesday. So that's that's a tough game for them. Tough game for them. Um, but you're also looking at players like Harry Winks. Mm. Like, you know, is he going to get a start in either of them games? Um, Lacelso Delhi. You know, you'd expect him to get some minutes. Like, what's what's going to happen with the fullbacks? Like, because again, it's you're probably asking a lot. Um, but you're also looking at players like Harry Winks. Mm. Like, you know, is he going to get a start in either of them games? Lacelso Delhi, you know, you'd expect him to get some minutes. Like, what's what's going to happen with the fullbacks? Like, because again, it's you're probably asking a lot for both Reggie and Aurier to play 19 both games. So I think there's going to be a bit of rotation this week. Um, but it's a really, really good chance for those players. You know, the ones that have been playing in the Europa League and are probably not happy to have been playing in the Europa League. Like, well, this is going to be a chance now. So it's like you either grab it or they're going to be poor and then, you know, you won't get another opportunity again for another five or six weeks. Um, yeah. I agree with you, though. I think that looking at it this week, I mean, if we took four points out of this week, that's yeah. a yeah, that's a cracking week. Um, three wouldn't be disastrous. You know, one win and a loss wouldn't be a terrible week. Three is minimum. Two isn't acceptable for me. Yeah, I, I, we need to be winning one of these games at least, at least. Um, and then on the flip of that, you take six. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, actually, you know, we've we've got a really really decent chance now. Um, so yeah, let's um, let's see what happens the next few days. But um, look, it's going to be as it always is. It's going to be a, it's going to be a big old week. We need to quickly talk about the Europa League Antwerp. It was a very 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 boring game. Did you watch it? Uh, I didn't see it. I I saw the scoreline. I saw the statistics, and it was just like that's a job done kind of game. But the first half was really boring. Um, it just, but it's it's. I always get excited for those games to see the the players like Sanchez is there, Tanganga was playing, Winks, like they're all starting and Bale and Vinicius and just it wasn't that exciting. Like mm. it was it was fairly it was dull. Needs must right. It's like we needed to win to make sure we're going through as group winners. Like yeah, keep a clean sheet again. Like you know it's good for Vinny to be on the score sheet. As yeah. well, it's like it's, I think that's important for your second striker to be scoring when he is playing. Yeah. Um, look, we did we did enough there, right? Um, so it's good. It. For, you know, we I think the Europa League is one that I can't remember who it is that we've been drawn against in the next round, but like we've been drawn against Wolfsberger, who are seventh in the Austrian league. Yeah. They have a caretaker manager at the minute, um, because we were seeded, we get games on a Wednesday, so which is nice Wednesdays and Saturday games. But Wolfsberger have been in the Europa League three times. Um, 2015-16, they didn't get into the groups. They went out to Dortmund. And then uh, last year they were in it and they finished fourth out of four. This time they only won three games. Um, it sounds like a good draw for us, doesn't it? Like, again, we, we can play those B-team players and we should have enough to get through that. Um, well, which should. Yeah, I'm looking at the other teams we could have got. Um, oh, it's just 13. I think United got Ben. Arsenal got Benfica. I know they were seeded and Benfica weren't, but like so Red the Star. Amber <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it's, you know, Red Star Belgrade versus Milan. I wouldn't want to play over those right now. You know, it's. I mean, these are games coming in 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 February anyway, so we've got a, a while when we're probably going to be winning the League Cup as well at that time. Well, you know, we've got. We'll talk more about Stoke next week, but that game's on the horizon, isn't it? 
that Stoke game, which is which is huge. Like all the games, December. Ferguson always used to say it. December is a huge month because there's so many matches. It's like if you you can be brilliant from most of the season, have a terrible December, and you're that's it. Mm. It's like that. This is the month, isn't it, where you can really pick up a lot of points over a short period. You always said get to January, be there or thereabouts. December's massive, particularly for the cups, but make it to January, and that's when it comes. That's when it counts. Yeah. Uh, should we do a quick quiz? <sighs> yep. <laughs> so I have gone back to May 2011. Oh, okay, that's not so bad. 2011 in the Barclays Premier League, and it was Liverpool nil, Tottenham Hotspur two. Was that 2011? 2-0 so, Anfield. can you name for me the Tottenham starting eleven on that day? Wait, I, I just, I'm just trying to think. I was going back. There was a game we played. I think it was the year before in 2010, really sunny, where we played Liverpool. Was it that year? I went to Croatia. It was one of the few games I missed. And I think Adebayor scored. It was it was at White Hart Lane. I think we won a two. Adebayor scored and hurt his leg. Maybe in a 3 nil. I think he assisted two and scored one. Anyway, Adebayor. Um, that game you're thinking of was a game right at the start of the season when we yeah. won 4-0 and Modric got the worldie. That's it, that's it, yeah. that's it. Um, and Benny scored from the yeah. rebounds from the free kick, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What? So I'm thinking to, May 2011. So this is like the end of the 10-11 season, right? Palacios? Um, so let's see. So you've gone Adebayor, nope, and you've gone Palacios, nope. Bale wouldn't have been starting at Benny. Um, Benoit Asuicotto, nope. Friedel? Nope. <laughs> King? Ledley King. Ledley King centre-back. So this was, the, this was the game where Ledley had been out all this season and was fit and had been doing six months of physio and all that. And Redknapp said to him, you know, I could really do with you. He was meant to be on the bench. He said, I could really do with you, you know, against Liverpool. And he was like, Harry, I haven't played for six months. Like, I can't. Like, I can't. It's Liverpool. Um, he was like, well, just, you know, see how you feel morning of the day. A morning of the game and obviously Ledley goes out and goes you know what fine I'll give it a go clean sheet Anfield we win 2-0 it's just yeah, incredible isn't it so Ledley is sent back that's one Defoe uh, Defoe was on the bench in this game so let's, let's try and go position, position by position so Ledley this guy was like oh, right, there we go Dawson at centre half then Walker uh, I don't think no. it's Chorluka I think it's too early for Chorluka it's not, it's not Chorluka no this is Norton it's not Norton. This guy's a centre back playing at right back. Not Gallas. Nope. He oh, was it? Right the, one was, the one whose name I always forget came in as the understudy to uh, King. Yeah. He went to Newcastle. Oh no 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 no. Um, this guy's also French. Basson. No. No. French had two spells at Spurs. Oh. Uh, Kabul, obviously. Eunice Kabul. There you go. Eunice Kabul was playing right back in that game. So it was Kabul, Dawson King, left back. This guy's still still currently at Spurs. Jesus. But he's not in any Premier League squad. He's not in the Premier League squad. He's not in the Premier League squad. But he's left. Rose. He must have been like 22, 21, 22. Nine, nine years ago. Yeah. That's what, back when he had a, a Twitter feed, a Twitter handle before <laughs> he got so badly abused by Spurs fans that he deleted it. Yeah. So that's your back four, Kabul, Dawson, King, Rose. So, yeah, okay, that's okay. Um, goalkeeper, 
Um, you went for Friedel, which was no. This guy, um, Italian. No. Oh, Cusicini. Carlo Cusicini was in golf. That's Cusicini. He was a great backup keeper. He was, wasn't he? He was yeah. really His dad um, played for AC, I think, didn't he? Yeah. Or was it Inter? One of the two. And then we've got um, one, two, three, five, five, five across all. We're basically playing like Crenshaw. four, four, one, one. Is basically what we're playing. Modric central midfield. Yep. Then is it Huddleston? Uh, not Tommy Huddleston. It's the the enforcer who was a terrible player. But Sandro. Sandro. Modric yeah, and Sandro. That bad. Centre midfield. Um, right hand side of midfield. Lennon. Yeah. Aaron Lennon. This Love is a all. great team. <laughs> I love this team. Then the left left midfield's where it gets a bit weird and a bit rubbish. Is it like? Oh, it's too late. For, it's too early for the Pinar year. Oh, it's Pinar. It's Pinar. It? Pinar. Yeah. He was terrible. Pinar, wasn't he? He just he was half decent for Everton, and then was not good for us at all. So I was really excited when we got him because yeah. we got him three, didn't we? And yeah. It was like that. The, he was like talking to Chelsea, talking to Spurs, and it was like he was going to go to Chelsea. And then we got him, and it was like, oh, we've done well. Dreadful. And um, then with there, Crouch. Crouch, yep. Up front. There's, oh, there's one more. One more. Player. Just plays in plays in the hole. Just a sexy footballer. Who is it? Come on, it's the, it's the main man. The the attacking midfielder. Oh, Zira. Uh, I think it's um. My daughter, it's on her playlist. She, she's like, Dad, can we play Baby Give It Up? Yeah, Casey. No, 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 no. So that's... that team, that team from from the top was Goodachini, Cabal, Dawson, King, Rose. I don't Lennon, hate it. Lennon, Modric, Sandra, Pinar, Van der Vaart, Crouch. Do you know what? To come into this team, I would take Crouch. I would take Lennon. I would take Modric. I'd take King. I'll take Dawson. Oh, I wouldn't, even... Dawson. I wouldn't have Dawson. As, as, I'd have him instead of Sanchez. Yeah, I'd have Dawson instead of Sanchez. Yeah. I'm not a big Sanchez fan. Um, but in that, one of the players on the bench, John Bostock. Jeez, yeah. On the bench for us that day. He is a classic. Like, if I'm starting up a sport website, I go and get an email. I go and get an interview with John Bostock about my journey through football, about my yeah. highs and lows. Yeah. Isn't he like in the third division in Belgium or something like that? Like, it's just... Or something like that. Do you want to hear what the Liverpool side was? I just, I just genuinely hope he's just happy. You know, he's had, he had such weight put on his shoulders, poor thing. Like I really do feel for him. And he was only born in 1992. He last played for me. A year old me. That is crazy. He doesn't have a team. He used to play for Toulouse, but he doesn't have a team anymore. He was a Toulouse. I mean, that's decent. I mean, that's French top division, isn't it? The Liverpool team, right? Yeah, that day was Pepe Reina, Glenn Johnson. Carragher, Skirt or Flanagan, Maxi Rodriguez, Lucas Spearin, then Suarez, Carroll, Cal. They're not bad Liverpool side, right? And we went okay. up beat them 2-0. Um, brilliant. It was Ledley King masterclass that day. He's he was decent that player. But I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one just because we've got a tiny bit of time. I'm gonna give you from the Not on air. Not on air. <laughs> How does that work? Uh, <laughs> um, this is from Oof, the 5-0 that we lost against them. Let's oh, bring it down a little bit. That's one of the worst games I ever went to. The one at Spurs? Yeah. Right, I'm going to give you... Oh, God, this team. Okay, goalkeeper. This, this is prime AVB as well, isn't it? I sat next to an old man. I was in the south upper for this one. 
and I sat next to an old man who throughout I was by myself this time and it he, it felt like he knew the game like he like he'd played like he was talking like that it wasn't like a fan he was like he he was inside the game yeah and he was like don't worry if you just do this if you just do this you'll come back you'll come back and then he was still saying this on like 89 minutes when Suarez had torn us apart five nil yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, right goalkeeper um goalkeeper I'm gonna go Brad Friedel. Uh, sorry this is 2013 Hugo. sorry it's Hugo it's actually yeah so it is Hugo seven years ago tomorrow Hugo in goal yeah um, right back right now I remember Carl Norton playing but I think he, was, he might have been left back he was left back um, right back uh, maybe maybe it was Walker it was Walker um, centre halves Fazio no but I can't find the second one so no i think um, so, no we've already talked about one of them dawson yeah now we've either played a three at the back here or this player no, is played. No, no. etienne capoue i remember it he was he'd just come back from injury and like we were struggling at the back and it was like oh can you go and mark suarez please <laughs> so good luck with that capoue was a center back it was capoue and dawson which is just one of the most horrific pairings then we played five. So the right midfielder was the same. So that was Aaron Lennon. Left um, midfielder, the Dolphin. The Dolphin? Oh, yeah, he's got a nickname, the Dolphin. I really liked him. Looked a bit like Van. Um, oh, sorry to hear that. Um, oh, I don't know about that. Uh, Ch- Nasser Chadley. Chadley. Um, and then, we've always talked about this other Brazilian sorry, enforcer. Sandra and Polinio sent the midfield, wasn't Sandra it? With Dembele, maybe? No, Sandro, Polinio, Lennon, Chadley. And then, or oh, there'd have been, it wouldn't have been. Oh, yeah, sorry, Dembele was there, sorry. Dembele was there, yeah, yeah. I think Polinio played as like a 10 in this game. And then up top, uh, maybe, maybe Adebayor? Yes. Uh, we would never, we would never. Soldado? Yeah. Jeez. And then the bench was Lamella, Holtby, Townsend, Defoe, Sigurdsson, Friedel, and Zeki Friars, who came on. Didn't he end up going to Liverpool? Did we nick him from Liverpool? Well, there was some dodgy Zeki Fryer thing with Liverpool, wasn't it? I mean, that game was so we got absolutely torn apart in that game. Listen to the team though, like Mignolet, Johnson, Flanagan, Lucas, Skirtle, Sacco, but then like Joe Allen, who I, obviously I love him, but uh, but then Henderson, Suarez, Sterling, Coutinho. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, but I remember that was Sterling like when he was really young, really? and he's it, still young. He wasn't really that known, like. He was sort of breaking onto the scene at that point. I remember him playing against Norton, and Norton just looking like he wanted the whole ground to swallow him up. Like it just, he would be horrible to play against, wouldn't he, Sterling? Oh man, he's 26 now. So that that game I'm talking about with you was seven years ago. So he was 19. Like that is a child. Yeah. Didn't he go to City that summer? Didn't he? I think. But yeah. Suarez, Suarez in that game was unreal. Like he was just one of the unreal. best strikers I've ever seen come to White Hart Lane. I just the the only time I've seen us beat Liverpool was I oh know I saw oh, one was a youth game but a two one in 2012. Do you remember? Um, I think Bale set up Lennon when Bale yes. went down the left and Lennon came running in off the right and scored at the back post and then Bale scored. 
but Bale also scored a free kick where Lennon cleared it into his face from a corner. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny about Bale is like he has got some shocking moments in the Spurs shirt because there's that. There was also the record when he didn't win for like however many oh, yeah. games it was. And do you remember his red card at Stoke? Oh, yeah. Stoke had just got promoted and he got sent off. We lost the game, I think, 2 0 or 2 1. I remember Dawson coming on in like the 85th minute and his first thing was just did two foot tackle and got straight red. Like it used to be so it used to be so bad, didn't it? And now it's like now that's Arsenal. So oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? It's so so good. Um, but look, look, this week's going to be huge for us, right? If we were to take four points, what a week! If we were to take six, Christ, you might not hear from us next week. We might still be out celebrating. Um, it's going to be a big one if we can get something at Anfield then who knows what might happen for the rest of the season but we will see what happens um, but look mate always a pleasure chatting all things Spurs with you and thank you everybody for listening remember whatever happens this week future's bright future's lily white come on you Spurs I always thought there was very very many people interested in football and I always thought that football was a very important game but I never realised until today just how important it is whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2. It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next. We are Blancheflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.